Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode... No idea what I would even tell you about, but I'm sure you will. I've got find questions. Cool. It's all good. <laughs> I dread to think. It's all good. I dread to think what's going to come out my face more That's than anything. Totally fine. Um, as long as no obscenities come out your face, because I need you then <laughs> put that away. Bleep it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've got a bleep sound on this. I'll try. I'll, I'll try and say bleep. Do the, P- the PC version of Jillian. <laughs> Uh, right, we'll just go for it. I'm here with Gillian Badger. Gillian <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, is a tattoo artist, mm-hmm. and I've known Gillian for a long time. Although she's not managed to tattoo me yet, I, I think you did um, say that you would tattoo me because I'm a <laughs> bit of a a wuss when it comes to needles. You'll be fine. <laughs> but you are a tattoo extraordinaire, and I've been <laughs> privy to a lot of your work in person, and also obviously all the amazing images that you see mm-hmm. growing up. Was art something that you were interested in? When, when did you kind of show an interest in art? Um, I don't. Well, I know when I was a kid, like a little kid, um, I, I, I always remember drawing when I was a kid, um, and my dad would bring home reams of dot matrix printer paper. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, so <laughs> and all that stuff down the side to rip off. So even just that was great fun to rip uh-huh. off. But I would get that and just pencils, pens, whatever. And that would be me just like go and draw me ah, and that would be me I'd disappear for twenty minutes to an hour, whatever, and give them peace. So totally. it was like kind of their version of what YouTube and mm. Xbox is for a lot of kids now. I guess <laughs> yeah. I would just go and make my own because um, obviously I'm old as hell. So there was like three channels probably when I was a really wee kid. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, there was. The, it wasn't like you were just getting plonked in front of the telly. You mm-hmm. had. Those two or three times through the day that there was kids' programmes on, uh-huh. and that was it. The rest of the time, it was the news. Yeah. So TV for me was like my dad watching the news. It was boring. Mm. So yeah, I would do a lot of that when I wasn't out playing or whatever. And I don't know. I mean, like I've always loved art. I suppose, like, um, God, what was it? I was thinking? I was actually looking at the books in the shop the other day, and I saw the Titian book. And it, every time I see it, it reminds me of when I was. I don't know, maybe seven or eight or something mm-hmm. we went to the art gallery in Edinburgh mm. and there was this massive Titian painting the name completely escapes me just mm. now I think it was Osiris and Osiris something like that and it's massive like it would fill your whole living room wall oh my goodness and it was so detailed and it's all these little nymphs and imps mm. and cupids and cool. these two main figures yeah but then all these wee creatures all jumping about around, and of just the amount of work that went into it and I, I remember as a kid sitting just being it's fascinated with gobsmacked at how mm-hmm. big this was that somebody went to all the effort of painting all of these wee things f- for why <laughs> you know like it made no sense other than just to make something pretty but mm-hmm. I, I just that was one of the things that did blow me away not that I've ever done a painting uh-huh. a proper painting okay. particularly I've never yeah, got into yeah. I'm not really that good at it I'm not um I prefer pen and pencil kind of thing. So, but that's just, or tattoo machine. Um, (laughs) But that's just my medium. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I I think I got praise for doing art when I was a kid. I was was going to ask I wondered like, did people notice that you had a talent there? I don't even know if they like thinking back, I don't think there was talent particularly, not any more than maybe some kids, you know, Uh like, but yeah, I think it was just something that I got positive reinforcement for. And quite possibly because it got 
my mum and dad peace and quiet. <laughs> so keep doing that, hen. That's great. Well, yeah. I mean, but I had my brother when I was three and a half. So by that point, I would right. have been an absolute nightmare, you know. <laughs> Um, and then they've got a new baby so yeah I think it was pretty much a good tool to get me mm. to go away and sit down and be quiet somewhere and at school like you know I, I guess particularly in high school was that something that they, you then <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> um, no the art department at Castlehead High School was not not awesome not I your, mean it wasn't your people there terrible like uh-huh. the, the teachers that were there were really enthusiastic and they were really they were really interested in art and I could tell that they were like thinking back on them they were cool people you know they were into their music and into their art and all this kind of stuff and they had a wee band and all this kind of thing um but it just never really seemed to go anywhere as a Mm. subject like you know there wasn't a lot of influence given to you 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 were just to to sit there and do a thing and Uh. when you're you're trying to impress folk or try you're, you're trying to come up with something that's impressive for people to look at and judge you by Mm. that's quite a weird pressure to put Mm. on a kid like that is that finds it quite important mm-hmm. so I just always found that I don't want to say annoying but I, I liked it I loved art I loved it because it was a very for me it was a very relaxing subject like mm-hmm. I got to go and draw and paint to a degree mm-hmm. but then come fourth year um, for the standard grade it was 38% of my grade was going to be an essay wow. on Toulouse Lautrec and I was like so if I go to English and draw a picture of Shakespeare, do I get 38% of a grade or, you know, whatever percentage of that I've done well? Fair point. You know, no, I wouldn't. And I didn't see the benefit. Fine if I was getting into art history, you know, or if I was planning and becoming a teacher or something like that, you know, fair. Mm-hmm. But it, I didn't feel like it was going to benefit me as an artist. Yeah. So I never took it past it as standard grade. You wanted to be doing the practical side of things yeah, and that made inspired sense to, me. to, to draw and paint or yeah. create stuff. It made more sense. Like, I didn't uh-huh. understand why... Yeah, it's a doing, not a sitting. Yeah, like, or, or maybe do a little bit of art history, but 38% of a grade felt like an awful lot. As a kid, it felt like it might as well be 50%, might as well be 80%. I didn't, uh-huh. I didn't feel like I'm... It was kind of like uh, when I finally I gave university a try, but it was like when they would say discuss. That's mm-hmm. your question. So the rest of the thing, the rest of the the grade, would be my drawing and what people thought of that. And I and I thought, well, that's a complete wild card because who knows? Mm. That's a per- art's a personal choice. Like Absolutely. they're not going to like every piece of crap that kids run past them. They see thousands. Mm. How is that getting judged? Why is that even a percentage? Like I didn't. I didn't even understand what the other... Yeah, like, it just what, didn't speak to you. Uh, just... 62% or whatever it is would be. So mm. to, to give this th- this huge chunk to an essay, to me, was just barking. I just didn't understand how any of the grading worked in art at all, but that mm-hmm. bit just seemed completely ridiculous. I was like, I'm not... That's useless. So were you just keeping your art to yourself then, kind of doing it at home? Well, the other thing is, let's face it, if you're in an arty career of any kind, being anything from potentially even cooking to you know painting or whatever mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're more or less told you're especially musicians mm-hmm. you're just told like well you know you're not really going to make money out of it are you it's, it's a, a good hobby, a hobby but you know right. you should really go and get a day job <laughs> so it's did like, you have a plan for a day job did you no i still don't know what i want to be when i grow up <laughs> so, <laughs> i hear you <laughs> i kind of always liked the idea of being a vet but i think that's kind of went by the wayside so no so how did the tattooing then come in were you getting tattooed at a young age or was it no something i waited there? till i was 18 I hung about a, a bunch of guys, I'd like six slightly older guy pals, and mm-hmm. they we all just wound up hanging out with each other all the time. It was like having six big brothers all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it was great. But they were all really into their tattoos and made me take it seriously. Made, you know, like 
wait till you're 18 don't go to somebody that tattoo you when you're uh-huh. underage and all this kind yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. and it is it's important I mean apparently they're even talking about who they are I don't know but they're, they're even saying that you know you're not really an adult till you're 30 mm. and I fully agree I don't even think you should the, the legal age should be as low as 18 yeah. to some degree yeah because it's a hell of a lot of stuff you can have done before your body's even finished changing shape anyway 18 went and got my first tattoo at Terry's of course because that's where if you're in the Glasgow area or surrounding, that's pretty okay. much that was your one of your lots. Uh huh. So did that. Didn't have the best experience, but you know, fair enough. You live and you learn. Oh, yeah, you know. I mean, it's it's gonna happen, <laughs> isn't it? So, um, yeah, it was the the naive kid showing up at like half nine on a Saturday morning with my mm. own drawing, which was an unpopular choice. I now oh, really came right. to learn for yes. a shop that dealt entirely with flash that's on the wall and I show up with something different and they were like can I have this? <laughs> you mean I have to actually stencil a thing? So, I mean it was fine, it took yeah. him 20 minutes to do, it wasn't bad but still. Do you still have said tattoo? No, I actually got it lasered off. Did you know? Yeah, and it wasn't because it was bad, it's just it was stupid, it was mm. your 18 year old tattoo and I had it right on my stomach below Ow. my belly button, obviously so my mother wouldn't see it <laughs> you know, so back in the day when apparently that was what you did with your with your tattoos so yeah um now clearly i don't care quite so much um <laughs> when i went and got my first tattoo and my friends were all really good at keeping me right and everything yeah but then i got a tattoo i think i got three within the space of about six months and then i didn't get any for quite a wee while okay like maybe i think actually till i was working in the industry so that was from 18 wow. to, so maybe till about 23 and it's just because I couldn't decide what to get. That that for me, I think I would be the mm-hmm. biggest thing. Like, how do you, how do you? I think it, now I'm at a point where I kind of don't care anymore. Mm. Not I do care, but I, I'm I'm at a point now where I'm like, right, but the the time to skin balance is starting to. <laughs> <laughs> like I've only got so many years left that I'm gonna want to get tattooed, Fair or enough. maybe even be able to get tattooed. Okay, and I've got a lot of skin and probably I mean my time is not my own really for mm. the most part so trying to section out hours of time to get tattooed I have booked I know, something I feel, in very, I feel very privileged to have some of your time because I know how <laughs> in demand and how busy you are so you could be getting <laughs> oh, yeah, tattooed totally, right yeah. this second and I'm taking a precious hour of your time Jillian no I'll, I'll drink tea and talk that. that's, that's fine but yeah it's, I mean it's the, the time ratio once you get to being a like working full time and mm. running the business and doing your own life like walking the dog every day you know I mean even that, just just the self-employed world isn't it just yeah being I mean a it's business being a grown-up is pretty busy <sighs> you know adult it's, malarkey. It, it takes it out you it really mm. does and then you've got to try and nap apparently so <laughs> uh, so how did you make the transition into the industry then what what was it for you that well funnily enough it was one of those big brother type guys that okay. um, wound up piercing in a in a shop in Glasgow mm-hmm and he'd I mean we'd, again this was back in the days like when when I'd I hadn't fell out with him at all but mm. I'd like we'd all kind of parted ways yeah, you know, I mean, as you just, you know yeah. you'd, and it was the times before mobile phones were really that prevalent like I never got a phone my own personal private mobile phone until I was 21 mm. so I'd been out I'd kind of lost touch with them maybe about 19, 20 okay. year old so yeah. I'd, you know but I knew I, you know I would still see them out and about here yeah. and there but just with, you know, the rat trap had shut at the cat house, you know, everyone was starting to do proper grown-up jobs and all that kind of stuff, so, you know, mm-hmm. life gets in the way. Yeah. Anyway, so he'd reckon, he would bumped into each other while I was, ironically, working in the art school student union. Hello, 
Indy. Indy is now passing me a beautiful ball. Yeah. He's got <laughs> to be part of it. out of the podcasting. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, pal. No. Just to probably make noise with. Yeah. <laughs> That's <Yes>. all right. <laughs> um, yes, I bumped into one of them at the art school and he, like I say, he was going to be starting the, the um, tattoo studio that I wound up doing an apprenticeship in. So he basically put a good word in for me. Mm-hmm. I drew, in hindsight, the worst portfolio that has ever been seen for tattooing, but somehow still managed to get... Right, a foot in the door at least. And was that were you still drawing that entire time? Was it just something I you bet, did? Yeah, I mean, I would just call them diddles. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like, but to a degree, a lot of tattoos are. You know, if to me anyway, like mm. you know, it's just a nice little drawing that makes sense and blah blah blah. Yes, other people tend to doodle stick men or whatever. Fair, but my my doodle is very different to a Julian Badger doodle. I'll have you, but I'll have you know. I mean, for me, it was just it was just a wee stretch. Like, I mean, I worked for BT for like okay. three and a half years in a call centre. Yeah. So every mouse pat that came near me, I would just get handed a fresh one once I was finished with one. You know, it's just those really cheap uh-huh. like foam pads with a bit of fa- fabric nice. over it. it. Was yeah. you know like you're lucky if they cost the company about twenty pence each. <laughs> so yeah, I would just get handed a fresh one every time I'd finish with one and I would just diddle whatever on yeah. them or diddle on the books and bits of paper and that we are just sitting on the phone and chat away and could sell them for fortunes nowadays you should have kept them did <laughs> no if only no I mean that again it's one of these things though like you know art's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it so um I mean the tattoo industry is one of the few and it, and it still gets its share of people being cheeky and, and expecting things for free and expecting yeah. that you're doing, you know, they're, you're, they're doing you a favour by asking you to do this wonderful tattoo on them and all this mm. kind of stuff. You get an, a slight bit of that still, but most, I think with the, the popularity of tattoos and everything, I think the general customer respects that if you want a tattoo, it's going to cost more than... 30 quid to get a tattoo nowadays I mean both my well all three of my tattoos when I was 18 were 30 quid each Mm. 25 pounds maybe something like that my mum paid for what she thought was my first tattoo which was actually my second (laughs) so yeah it was uh, it was an interesting little time getting into it though because Mm. the guy that owned the studio that I started in he sat with me I did my first tattoo in my own leg and he sat with me through that and that was fine and I just like your hands going like the clappers for the first couple of lines and then I was just like right okay well that's how it feels mm-hmm. get on with it and it was just learning a new medium mm. you know it's like learning to drive a new car everything's slightly different to mm-hmm. using a pen and paper to doing a tattoo on skin but everything's kind of in the same place mm-hmm. just a different weight and the pencil and a different feel of the page ah, yeah totally to, to me yeah. that's how it kind of went and I learn really well with any situation just to get chucked in the deep end. Okay. It's. I mean, I, I do think I'm stubborn enough and nosy enough that I could get thrown <laughs> into most jobs and make a good go of it fairly quick in. Plus, I'm a nosy person, so I like finding out everything about stuff. Like, yeah. it, you know, I'm, I probably do good at podcasting because I'm just nosy. <laughs> yeah, you just want to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Show me that. Show me how to yeah, do it. Yeah, totally. So, <laughs> You're a perfect student then. Oh, so... <laughs> It didn't take me long. I got through that t- tattoo. It still to this day is there mm-hmm. and doesn't look that bad. Fabulous. And it's a crap tribal dragon, so it looks bad for that. But <laughs> other than that, you know, as an actual tattoo, it's yeah. held up really well for my first ever. But then every tattoo after that, he just kind of went and sat in the staff room and smoked. Mm. And I would get left to my own devices and I was like, right, okay. But again, I'm easier like realising that I've made, like if a line didn't go in right, I would do it a different way and it would go in and I would be like right okay that's fine I know mm. why I did it wrong and I know what I need to do to make it right etc so yeah I mean there's in a way 
it was the best way for me to learn was just to kind of figure it out myself mm. and just the practice makes perfect kind yeah. of scenario you know and it, and it is and it's a time served thing uh-huh. you've uh, very much like learning to drive you've just got to do lots of things you've got to encounter lots of problems mm. you've got to maybe make a few mistakes you've got to figure out how to therefore deal with said problem or fix said mistake from your experience that uh-huh. you gain and build up and that I'm still learning you know yeah. you know, and if you ever uh, to me if you ever stop learning you've kind of messed it up yeah absolutely. you've ruined the chance you know and at that point was it like like the tattoo that you got initially was it ready-made drawings that you had done or was it or people coming in at that point with stuff that they were like can you do you know can um, you dream up this yeah so it was it was I mean whole... from day dot I've always had it from all different angles in that respect like here's exactly what I want or can you that picture that you've got can you tattoo that on me and wow. this thing that's on the wall over there can you tattoo that on me and can yes. you print out this word and just do that here and add it into that and yeah I mean I've, I've always just I don't have because everyone always is like you know oh, what's your style and I'm like uh-huh. yeah I don't have a set style yeah would you prefer black and grey or colour both yeah yeah some days one some days the other but you don't have a go-to nah, enjoy having a shot at everything because you, you learn so much more from just doing loads and I look at some artists that do oh my god he's come through with my brow <laughs> indeed this is podcast gold this really is so Andy's just walked in the room with my bra <laughs> this is when I really should be YouTubing these podcast yeah. <laughs> episodes thanks Indy that's that was so kind of you that's a thing you're you just did. such a gent it's not embarrassing at all <laughs> It's always my under there. They're giving me the puppy it's dog eyes. Like... <laughs> it couldn't be a sock. Couldn't I mean, be a sock. Has to be my bra. It's a very nice bra. <laughs> so, anyway, I'll just let him sit with that. Fine. Um, here was... <laughs> you don't have a style, you just... Yeah, so just I like, like, I like artists that have got a style. And, mm. um, and I mean, I've got some work done by some folk that are... That's their style. And it, uh-huh. it blows my mind that they're so good at doing exactly that. And it... And they can take it to so many lengths and mm. so many directions, and it's still just that style. It's not that I can't do that, but I can't sit still in one style. Uh-huh. The creativity, I guess, of being able to tap into lots of different styles yeah. and lots of different... Again, it's nosy. Like, yeah. To me, it's problem-solving. Like A lot of tattooing to me is a problem-solving exercise. Like, right, I, I need to put that design on that bit of that body maybe even cover up that thing yeah. I need to incorporate well, that's the thing this. I forget like I'm thinking it's not like it's on a body <laughs> it's yeah I mean there's there's shapes there's types of skin there's um, maybe even the, the tone of the skin because if of somebody's got really sallow skin to try and tattoo um, like realistic skin tones onto that is is quite difficult because mm. it changes the the, the, mo- the more yellow tone the kind of olive golden tone can really mess with the after the healing oh, and right, okay. how it actually settles down and looks so yeah, there's loads of the different kind of things to consider and mm. how it's going to sit, even what way, what direction stuff's uh, going to sit and face and all this kind of thing. So you just enjoy the problem solving of that. Oh, like I mean, challenge puzzle games are my go-to. If I, if I'm finding myself on social media too much, I sit and play stupid little word <laughs> puzzle games or solitaire or <laughs> yeah, I just can't stop myself. I've got to be doing something. So if my brain's busy, I'm happy. So then from that shop, that initial shop in, in Glasgow, did you mm-hmm. say it was? Then where did you move on to next? Well, what, what was the next move? Finished there and didn't work in a studio for about a year. The guy that got me into the shop, I wound up married to him mm-hmm. um, for a while after that. Me and him got together and blah, blah, blah. But he, So 
he wound up having to leave because he wasn't he was piercing he wasn't making any money so I left and went and just got a job for a year and then between um, me and the, me and him we went and got a studio sorted out out in Hamilton we opened Infinite Inc and I was there for nine years mm. obviously broke up with him left there and wound up in Nirvana mm. where you are now where I am now and it is absolutely the best thing I've ever done is that right? such a happy little studio and working in there is just it's, I love being in Glasgow City Centre I, I, this is just I mean, I'm from Paisley, but I've, you know, I've always been a Ouija in that respect, you know. <laughs> I am Ouija from Ouija land, you know, I mean, that's it. So, hence my... You my just car, feel my, like you're at home. Yeah, yeah, well, my business cards always laugh because I'm like, it's threefold because they're like Ouija boards. So it's uh, a Ouija board, I'm Ouija, and I'm a Ouija. That's clever. In my head, so... That's clever. It's, I've just, I mean, I've lived in Candle Rigs and Bell Street and Argyle Street and now I'm here. So it's, <laughs> it's I've just, I love living in the city centre and I love it's being just around the, buzz the, about it, I guess. the busyness, yeah, and just the, the accessibility of everything. Yeah. Like, I'm not one for a big long commute. It just, it's it would drive me insane. Like, <laughs> working in the city centre and working in Nirvana is just spot on. It just allows you to be doing what you love doing yeah. most of the time. Oh, yeah, You're just, it gives me more time, time to focus. Uh-huh. I and think it's the best thing. Working alongside other tattoo artist then I guess that mm. must be quite inspiring quite uplifting motivating it definitely is yeah um and I mean we've we've not long started Gabby in the studio and mm-hmm. she's she's excellent she's and me and her are becoming really good friends as well so uh like we're all heading out for dinner later on tonight nice. for and in fact for it's for another artist that's in a nearby studio because that's the other thing in Glasgow now and I think largely due to the, the increase in social media and stuff like that I became really good friends with a whole load of folk that are in other nice. studios. Like, I was going to ask that about that because you know, is there that sense of, you know, united front, or is it, you know, is there that competition element? Like, uh, I've often wondered how I think that it, works. It definitely used to be. So, my take on that whole situation is that back in the day before social media, the only way studio number one would see studio number two's work is if customer of studio number two's work didn't like it or wanted something changed or it fell out with a person so we go to studio number one bitch and complain and mm-hmm. oh they're terrible so studio number one thinks that studio number two is a bit of a Got you. yeah and vice versa so that was yeah. always i think the, the kind of way and fair enough i mean there was some right bad artists well, about yeah. there you know i mean the old school tattooing thing wasn't always about an artist it was about oh jim's got a tattoo machine so he's going to start doing tattoos it was about the functionality of being able to physically do it, uh-huh. not whether you're artistically actually, able to actually yes. make it happen. Produce so something you know beautiful to look at. Yeah, <laughs> much like I'm sure if if you know people like a hundred years ago or whatever like went and bought a car, you didn't have to have a license. True. You just went and bought a car. Yeah, and so I'm quite if sure you have the means to do something doesn't mean very much. Yeah, so now it's obviously it. it's a lot more regulated, and people are actually expecting good artwork. So I think that old school way of working is, I mean, it's to a degree still always going to be there, but it's it's not mm. what folk expect out the industry yeah. anymore. And you still get folk doing old school tattoos, air quotes, but they're doing them professionally and with a much more finessed yeah, style to them course, you know, so, yeah, which is great yeah. um, and obviously they heal a lot better because there's actually things like aftercare and hygiene and you know yes glove changes in between clients and things mm. like that so um, well for some of them still don't get me started anyway um, but no there's like there's nowadays with social media I mean you still see some folk giving other folk a good razzing but mm. um for the most part, I think now it's for, certainly for the folk that I'm in touch with, and you know, obviously, 
I wouldn't really want folk that just sit and slag folk no. off no, all it's the not time. Good I, I like, I, yeah. and you're doing your thing and you're enjoying what you're doing and you're doing it well and that's... I don't need to hear negativity all exactly. day long. So exactly. Negativity where negativity is due. Mm. But, you know, you've got to be able to say something else or just not talk about it after a minute. But yeah. anyway, so no, I think the... the, the the yeah, community I guess you can't be tattooing all of the people all of the time. Like, there's yeah. only so many hours in a week where you can be tattooing exactly. people. Yeah, so and to be fair, you do fill up the, the hours. Pretty, it, it does seem to be well. a fair chunk, yeah. So, but no, I, th- I think it's the nice that there's a community now, there between the artists as well is. as people who obviously are getting tattooed yeah. and appreciating tattoos. And so, what is it? What is the process of someone? You know, if somebody's totally alien to getting tattoos like me. and they have an idea but they don't like have an image or do they come in and go right I'm thinking about this and then you just you conjure it up and And I mean I've got a fairly bonkers imagination (laughs) so yeah I mean I've had some very weird and wonderful requests okay and I do enjoy finding something that's different for everybody mm. like and I'm I don't know we call it the kind of spooky bitch moments when I just come out, out with something and the person's uh-huh. like no way that's actually something I was thinking about but I didn't think you could do it oh, or that's cool you know and like I mean even just yesterday the, the client I was tattooing yesterday um it sent over a few images but this wasn't one of them although it was sort of referenced in one of the tattoo and you know like pictures mm. of somebody else's tattoos that he sent over okay and I was actually just finished stenciling it out and he came over and he was like oh I was just about to ask you if we could do that today and I was like, yeah, well, it's stenciled to the exact size that I'm going to put it in. So that's nice. Yeah, so I mean, but that's, I, I can get a bit spooky with it sometimes, but I don't know, I think I'm just long in the tooth enough in the industry now. It's mm. 18 years I've been wow, tattooing. Wow, is that how long it is? Yeah. Goodness. It's showing my age. <laughs> so, um, feeling it most days, to be fair. But <laughs> it's, uh, I think you, you really do just get a sense for... Yeah, I guess speaking to people and sitting down with them and yeah. taking the time to try and understand. It's a, it's a weird little um, talent, maybe, for want of a better term. Yeah, absolutely. To, to have, just to... Yeah, you need to be a people person. You need to try and read into yeah. what... Because some people will be better at articulating what mm-hmm. they want than others. And some people will come in with a million images and they'll, they're all different. You're like, what is it oh. exactly you want here? Because these are all different. I think sometimes <laughs> you get people that just want a tattoo. Right, and okay. they'll bring you every single reference off the internet that has ever had anything to do with a tattoo, and you're like, "Cool, so, um, how many bodies are you wanting me to tattoo? Because you've only got one, I'm sure." But no, you you do get some folk that have eyes bigger than their stomach when it comes mm-hmm. to subject matter. Okay. But but then there's interesting ways of merging a lot of stuff together and hinting at stuff, referencing stuff, hiding things and stuff. <laughs> Um, I do love hiding skulls and things. That's oh right, okay. One of my favourites. But right. no, I mean it was what especially one of my friends, uh, Pammy. She might listen to us. Hi, Pammy. Um, <laughs> and she, <laughs> yeah, it's became the thing where I don't even tell them. Like they, they now expect it, but for a okay. while it was just a thing where I would hide skulls and then be like, "Have you found skull yet?" Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and they would spend ages looking. Now that's a trust in a pal, and they just let you yeah. tattoo and do your thing. Well, yeah, I mean that's I've, one of my customers. In fact, he doesn't even want to see anything—not the stencil or the drawing or whatever I've done wow. on him. 
till it's finished. And Goodness. he will, like, I've done his full chest, even going down to the bathroom, and the mirror's right in front of you in the, at the sink, you know, and he still wouldn't have a wow. look. He wouldn't have a he peek. He just trusts On his chest, you. he could just look down. I mean, he's Goodness. washing his hands, trying not to look down at his chest or ahead at the, the mirror. That's amazing. Yeah, he's got some That must be such a great feeling for you that he's, you're like, it's, just, it he is. just gets I mean, me and gets my style and get well, like, not your style as such, but he obviously trusts you. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's slightly agoraphobic in a way, like, in that same feeling of, like, but what if but I know he really likes my stuff and yeah. you know he's never been disappointed or of course even not loved what I've done yeah. so and I, it's actually I'm probably able to put to me maybe a slightly better thing out there for him mm. because I push myself harder because he doesn't know got you so I kind of get to do whatever I like so that's, that's nice. been quite an interesting client so we're on to he's got his right arm all covered we've done all his chest we're in probably the last quarter maybe of his right uh, his left arm mm-hmm. then we're doing his back probably down his sides then he's got legs I mean I don't think he's gonna stop till he's wow. covered so we're gonna go through quite a lot of those goodness and I mean I guess like it takes a while to do a tattoo even like the smallest of tattoos I would imagine yeah it's, it's, yes and no I mean like, it depends just what's all going into it mm. and in that time where you're tattooing do you become a bit of an agony aunt for some people oh god yeah that, I've been pretty much a life coach to I, a good couple I, of folks. I can imagine. Um, yeah, I, so I, I tend to kind of. I mean, it, it is you're in a you're in a trusted environment. Uh-huh. So that person and you're right there beside they're them. They're being like very vulnerable with you, you're like inflicting. In so a many level ways, of pain yeah, on them. They're, they're sometimes half dressed. They're in a very private environment. True. They're trusting me to permanently mark them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've found out things about people that absolutely nobody else knows, and nobody mm. else will probably ever know, and. I mean, honestly, there was one guy, nothing nothing to do with me, he's now sadly passed. But yeah, I was more or less his life coach for a wee while and just sort of would chat to him and kind of, you know, talk him through stuff and he would Mm. go away and apply certain things to his life and come away and come back and say that actually was really good. You must just see all walks of life because it's not a certain, there's not a certain kind of person that gets a tattoo, not, not... And in, in these life and times, you know, like everybody, I mean, it's must just walk in and through those doors. Yeah, I mean, my client two days ago, she comes all the way up from Ingingham. Yeah, I think she's seventy three, and she just gets travels all the way up here to get tattooed by me because all the folk down there she doesn't like their style or Fine. whatever. So, and they've got family up in Glasgow, so it's not like they just come for me. Hmm. But um, yeah, so she makes sure she books with me when she comes up. Lovely. And, I mean, again, she's seventy three. You know, what yeah. I mean, she's like. She's still getting tattooed. Sack it. I'm just yeah. gonna. Why not? I'm like to, to me, it's like folk are like, oh, I'm too old to get tattooed. And I'm like, if you can still heal, you can still get tattooed. Mm. Still heal, still want it more than anything. No. That's why not. It's such a personal thing, isn't it? Mm. Getting a tattoo, whether it's one or like you say, getting your whole body covered. Oh. Like, and you were talking earlier on about deciding what to get or maybe not deciding. Mm. In the case of the guy who just lets you do whatever you like. Well, that's it. I mean, there and the, there are some people that just like I say, just want a tattoo. Mm. They want to be the person that's got a tattoo. They want to be able, possibly even just some people just want to put a tattoo that they've got mm. up on Instagram. They want to be getting attention and likes or, okay. you know, chatting about it at the gym or mm. sometimes do it to annoy their family or, you know, exes, anything. I mean, you name Goodness. it, I've had the full run. That is, I wouldn't even imagine that. That's nuts. Oh, do people like, do that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. So, right, class story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was out in my old shop um, a guy came in and he, went, he, he 
I, I wasn't there at the front shop um, spoke to the reception folk uh, I need a cover up okay right what is it you're looking to get covered I, I, I just need a cover up what can you cover it with well we need to see what it is no just, just tell me what you can cover it with and when you can do it <laughs> and they're <laughs> like a bit more detail than that you, you kind of can't doesn't really work that way we kind of uh-huh. need to know what and like it could be something the size of a 20p piece or a full leg or mm. you know um, so anyway it turns out that he had had a really bad argument with his dad and fell out with him um, and went on a three day bender and his dad was always really proud about you know the guy his, his dad like his dad so he's the guy's grandpa mm-hmm. uh, fighting in World War Two. so he went and got a swastika at the bottom of his back oh my and goodness. actually in this three day bender remember sitting waiting while the said tattoo studio went to back to one of their friends flats to get the national front flag that they had so that they made sure the swastika was the right way around lovely so nice at least they were lovely. very specific about it and i was like oh it's oh wonderful goodness. that people That's like that bizarre. exist so anyway obviously came to after three days and went ah oh, so that's the thing i've done um and was petrified understandably so petrified mm-hmm. he's like i can't go to the gym in case my top comes up or something he's like i'm terrified that that's somebody sees this nuts. i can't believe i did it please help me kind of thing and we're uh-huh. like absolutely yeah so i took him over to my booth and we fixed it all and it was completely covered and looked a lot better and didn't look anything like anything that Hitler had anything to do with. So oh he was much happier with that, and I, off he went. I bet he was. He's yeah, saved his his bacon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the guy was on a pretty much a permanent whitey, thinking that he was wow. going to get caught with us. Horrendous. Like I say, you must just be privy to all these bonker situations and yeah, stories. Well, that where was, just like, that was nothing must shock you now. Oh no, not a lot. No. <laughs> you name it, it has Fine, happened. I guess yeah. each to their own. Yep, and all that. Blows your skirt up. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, I'm. I don't care. It's you know. Yeah. Get the tattoo got done and out the door. Obviously, I'm not going to put a swastika on somebody. You're not. So, no. um, and I've, what kind of experiences has working in the industry like afforded you? Obviously, you've had great relationships and you've built you know a great client base and you've working with great people but is there involved about travel like oh, yeah. what other kind of situations have you well you? loads of conventions i mean that's nice that's something i've started doing again since i've been out in nirvana now um it's like sack it let's go try conventions cool. um, so yeah i think i'm up to mm, 20 something conventions wow now. right okay um and is that just in the uk or is that no, abroad been to one in poland won no. two awards at that one actually that was hilarious in fact we we're just talking about that yesterday because one of the guys uh one of my friends adam had done the baron samadhi portrait on his leg mm. it looks like uh, a voodoo guy and um so it was him and a tattoo that i did on audrey my assistant and uh <laughs> I won an award for each of those but there are these sh- like five mil thick sheet steel awards and okay. they're so heavy you're like I have to get this home guys I know and I, had to, I had both of them and like my power pack and my machine and all the cables and my right. bag and I was like coming through, <laughs> through security the guy was pulling them out of my bag and just Good. looking at me what and I'm like this? yeah that's that's just stuff it's not it's not dangerous I promise so <laughs> but they were so heavy and I, like I won the first one I was like oh my god never expected it I had to Amazing. run down two floors to get down to the stage and then the next day I won I didn't expect to win either of them like I say I don't hmm. care if I do either yeah um, and a wee bit of me was like yay oh god I've got another one of them <laughs> to carry carry. Right. that's yeah. amazing though that you won um, yeah but I'm, never since like I'm not I, that's not something you're I don't 
really need trinkets to, and mm. that's not to say I don't appreciate no, of course that not. they're there and yeah. I think it's great when folk do win them like, but I just never expect to win one mm-hmm. I'm completely fine with it as well fine. you get trophy hunters I'm just not one of them yeah well I guess for you the satisfaction's in someone the customer being happy, being happy yeah. with... and I put the things in the competitions because they get seen that's the whole point of going to the conventions is the publicity and marketing and blah 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 mm. and I'm not going to say if I win I'm going to be like oh that's pure you know <laughs> like I'll obviously be super happy but yeah. um, I don't go home disappointed if I don't no so no, it's just a nice wee bonus if it happens yeah, it's, it's a bit of fun yeah you know it's like buying a pound lottery ticket thingy mm. scratch card for me it's like nah, no, <laughs> okay, I we'll give it a go yeah <laughs> but no I'm going away to the, the next two conventions are Belfast and Deville in France oh cool lovely yeah when, I think there's another one somewhere oh Liverpool that's in um, October now it was supposed to be the start of May but they've moved it and what do you enjoy about doing these oh, conventions, the conventions are great. I mean they're great for for the exposure mm-hmm. and you know for the business and all that kind of yeah. stuff it's absolutely fantastic for that because so many people just even are aware that there's a studio there in the town you know so if they think your work looks good and then maybe even if it's not them themselves if there's somebody's like oh I'm going to I'm in Glasgow and I'm wanting a tattoo what's yeah. you know whose recommendations are here mm-hmm. So at that point, maybe you've tattooed somebody there, or you've been chatting to somebody there, and that's that's a recommendation. That's that's where it comes from. So that's great. It also means that the suppliers that we get, you know, you can get sponsorships if you do a lot of things like that. So, oh, yeah. um, like for example, I'm sponsored by Easy Cartridge. The mm-hmm. needles that we use, they are fantastic. Would love to get it sponsored by Radiant Ink because I love them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's it's great for that. But then you get to meet other artists, you get to see what they are using, you get to look at their styles, you, you get to just even be pals with them. And you know, I've got quite a few artists coming to do guest spots in the studio, nice. so that's again more exposure. You know, it's like free marketing. These yeah. really good artists, really nice people are coming, want to come to my studio to do work. Brilliant. Even just even if they don't get work, they're just happy to come to the studio. They're happy to come to Glasgow because it's a great town. Mm. And it's a bit of a jolly. It's a time away. Totally. But it's the same with conventions. You get a little bit of a breather from your day to day. You get to go and do something different. It's like camping. <laughs> Doing your job camping. Cool. It's exactly that. So I guess it's just nice to get the creative juices flowing. Like you're, you know, yeah. you're not one to want to just in the same place and do the same thing I mean yeah, every I mean, day's got to be you've got to have your creative it mixes it up flow going you know yeah. so if you're if you're getting out and about like you say meeting new people seeing other styles it just yeah sparks something again Definitely. doesn't I it I mean it's a good chunk of careers nowadays have some form of convention or meetings yeah. and courses yeah. and things yeah. you have to go on CPD kind of yeah, yeah you've, you've got to get out there and you, you why not chat to other folk and it just kind of gives you that extra feeling of community and I think again the the boom that there's been in tattoo conventions there's loads of them Mm. quite a lot of folk think too many but you know they're all still busy so it can't be that bad it just means that there's always something going on somewhere there's always a buzz going on somewhere and you can be part of it and it's something to to. post it's something different to post about because you could just be like here's a tattoo I did today here's a tattoo I did today (laughs) but then it's like well here's a tattoo I did somewhere else yay (laughs) (laughs) it's like well it makes it so much more exciting (laughs) fair enough that makes total sense yeah I mean anything it just stirs the pot a little bit yeah nice so and I mean I I do enjoy them I think they're great fun and there's always like shows you know like knife throwing or fire dancing and all that kind of stuff always burlesque they always say oh we're family friendly but here's a naked woman with her boobs out and I'm like really Really though, okay, whatever. Okay, oh, fair enough. Tick whatever boxes you like. I've not got kids. You can do what you like. 
and it, you know working for yourself and having a business and what do you most enjoy about that and what would you see as the least kind of fun part of that oh. adulting <laughs> God, yes um <laughs> um i guess i mean just i don't know just like realizing that being my own boss and especially working in nirvana i mean we just have a carry-on really mm. we are just that is a great atmosphere like the the, the handful of times i've been in it's it's a lovely it's, it's put up or shut up like just enjoy it and mm. We all slag the hell out of each other, and I mean, me and Roz that work, she's works for the Pearson side. I mean, we are, we both agreed that if we worked anywhere else together, we would have been fired, possibly <laughs> arrested, and definitely sent to HR. But um, oh, it's so much. Fun. I guess you, you guys must spend that so much time together that oh, you yeah. just have to form that yeah. bond, like just. I mean, it's it's just too much nonsense. It really is. But it's only brief points, you know. I mean, you're, you've got yeah, your head down busy all the time. Yeah, so. of course. I get sent back to my booth quite often now, so <laughs> <laughs> shut up and go back to your booth. That's enough of that. Yeah, that's enough. Go and do some work. I, do. I just come out and spout absolute garbage at folk and then disappear again. But yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's just admin work. Hmm. You know, you've, you've been the boss, you've kind of got to deal with the problems, you've got to, you know, listen to the gripes if, mm. if even folk come to you with the gripes so mm. you know try and work out if they've not told you about stuff that's bugging them or yeah which thankfully it's not often and um yeah i mean the, i suppose the downfall of being the boss is that when it comes to maybe there is a problem mm-hmm. and if they, they sometimes decide it's your fault even if it's not or something yeah. but you're the boss so it is your fault kind yeah, of thing and it's it. like so then you're the baddie and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of putting up with that kind of side of things is yeah rough because you know you don't want to deal with the adult no. I mean it's not you don't want to deal with the adult things but you don't want it to be anybody to be unhappy of course not so yeah. and it's not that and you're used to having that nice environment there so yeah I mean it's, it's like not... I, I just try and make everything good for everybody I'll try yeah. and fix everything as much as I can again it's problem solving to me you know like if there's a problem can it be solved right well how do we go that way mm. and what would make everybody happy and what's the easiest thing to do and yeah just talking you know, it out it's, it's a lot of plate spinning going yeah. on because there's so many things to do I guess that's like you know in the industry you're in as well and everything like you were saying like keeping top of the social media and keeping on top of yeah. your and schedule f- and... thankfully I've got a great like Audrey and Carrie at the front mm-hmm. desk they nail it as much as possible mm-hmm. I mean human error happens customer error happens artist error happens you know there's human beings involved so there's always something that you're like right okay I need to deal with that okay I need to deal with that you know so it can be all sorts of barking wee things mm-hmm. that you just you know and it's, it's a new thing every now and again you're like oh, okay yeah. okay new problem right here's a solution but the problem solver in you problem solver that. I, try, I do my best and it's you know so far it's working out so it sure is I'm happy and what about managing your time because it just seems like you're so in demand <laughs> and so busy do you find it easy to take time um, out or and switch off strangely I, I used to try to get as much down to, I, know, I mean I was never really hard at, hard on myself at getting downtime. like I, would, mm. I wasn't ever really one for just sitting at peace for too long mm-hmm. um, I don't handle being bored particularly well I've always got even if it's just cleaning the house or tidying out a drawer or something like uh-huh. that but more often than not it'll be sitting sketching or doodling or mm-hmm. something you know but about god what five four five years ago uh, it was the first time I went to see Henry Rollins. This is a bit of a tangent. I went like to see tangent. Henry Rollins, um, who used to sing with Black Flag and uh-huh. Henry Rollins' band, and he's been yeah. in like 
Sons of Anarchy is the white supremacist guy and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not that he's racist. That's no. just the part he played. So um, I went to see him doing his spoken word live. Yeah. Definitely check it out right. if you get a chance ever to see him live. Okay. Doesn't matter what he's talking about. That man will go on stage, open his mouth, make noise about super interesting things for about three hours. Close his mouth and jerk it off. It doesn't even hang about for applause. He's just like, cool, thanks, bye. He's a force of nature and he came out with a saying of um, there's no such thing as downtime, there's no such thing as spare time, there's only lifetime, go. Yes. And I've not stopped since. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've just, I mean, that's what stopped, that's what started me going, I just need to travel. Mm-hmm. And I have been everywhere. I've, I've went all the way to California by myself. I have just disappeared. Amazing. Where can I go? How cheap can I do it? Let's go. That's just something that you just were inspired to do. I never really travelled. Like, I was I was married for, what? well, properly married for eight years. I, was, I didn't travel just about anywhere. I think I went away twice. Okay. Not even out of the UK. Mm-hmm. Not even off the mainland UK for that. Didn't want to or just didn't, just didn't make it happen? Had five dogs, had the shop, had ties. Yeah. Um, And it was just something that didn't happen. And I didn't have a huge desire to go and do anything. I was quite settled in my existence but then obviously I think just parts of me were dying off and it, mm. you know there was no drive there was no need to do better so or yeah. do different I suppose would be the way of saying it so I, I don't know I mean I, I just after that seeing Henry Rollins and kind of got I mean I was I was doing more stuff anyway I was mm-hmm. already doing a wee tiny yeah, bit of traveling going places and yeah and then I was like experiences why am I just sitting here mm. like there's so much there's stuff a whole to world do. out there I can't just sit down now Mm-hmm. That make that makes sense. That was somebody opening the door all the way. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Ah, okay. I'm gonna go and do some stuff. Going away and doing your thing and seeing people, and meeting people, and yeah. that you'll be putting all that back into your creative work. Oh yeah. You know, without even realizing it, the things that you've seen, the experiences oh, you've had, will all go back into the creativity of creating. Definitely. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, because I mean the. The architecture, the, mm. the artworks around the place, even just the people around different places. I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of the time I've been travelling and using bands and where they're nice. playing as yeah. a, an excuse. Yeah, yeah. So I did like Paris and Germany and Amsterdam cool. and stuff like that, all in one wee trip, all by myself, and then off to California and LA and blah, blah, blah. Amazing. Kicked about there for a bit. And, yeah, and I mean, there's, a, but even when I went to Prague with my mum last April, the <laughs> I was really annoyed because we got a, a hotel that overlooked spent a fortune because it was right. the big birthdays. Okay. So and uh, <laughs> it was a one time I've actually kind of splurged on a trip and nice. it was still fairly cheap for what it was, but it okay. was for me it was a, a splurge. Uh huh. And I got it looking right across onto the the, the astronomical clock, nice. and I was like, yes, this is going to be amazing. I think this thing is so beautiful. And was it not completely covered in scaffolding oh, when I was no, there? Oh, rubbish! And they put a lovely picture of it on that fabric that they hang over <laughs> things. Now. I was like, oh, that's, behind you. that's magic. That's exactly what I wanted to see. Really, what? you know, I turned the corner because the cabs can't drive right into the square. You couldn't so write that. <laughs> you couldn't write that. I know. I was, oh, honestly, this is just my life. But again, it's another story to tell on it. Yes. But anyway, it so we were sat. We, we sat down and we're in the the square just outside our hotel so the scaffolding was very pretty right in front of us but at the other end of the square I noticed that there was a what turns out to be a kind of exhibition-ish building mm. I mean it was just an old building still yeah. but it had exhibitions on in it and it was um, Andy Warhol who I don't really care about much mm. but uh, if you're into it cool but Alphonse Musha and Salvador Dali two of my favourite artists and I was yes. like 
mum, 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 we're going to that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was great. Just and, die, that oh, was just meant to be. Fantastic. Yeah. That, that totally was amazing. Ironically, also bumped into one of my mates there. Did you? <laughs> he was there in the stag night, so I wound oh. up out in the stag do. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't write my did. life. Yeah, so I wound up out till five in the morning, absolutely steaming with tequila juice in my hair, so... <laughs> and spent 10 minutes trying to break into the flat down the stairs from the apartment that we'd rented because ah. I didn't know when it was dark. Anyway, so, and that was with my mum. So, <laughs> she wasn't out in the stag do with me though, so she, no, she went to bed at well, child. half nine and I was like, yeah, I'm going out, bye. It's far too early and there's nothing on the TV and it's all in check. I don't know what Fine. that says. Yeah, I'm so, out. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go and live my life. Could end up out for a couple of drinks. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh well. So there's no chance of you slowing down then, Jillian, in your air quotes old age as you call it nah there's still <laughs> stuff to do uh-huh. I'm going to do as much as I can amazing it's it's more fun yeah and like um, you're you're just putting all that back into the amazing work I mean you're essentially you're telling stories through your artwork and you're putting them onto people's bodies to then for them to go and live their life and it's a weird little legacy like uh-huh. I genuinely do th- there's all these people walking about it astounds me yeah and I mean it astounds me that my name's passing folks lips that have never met me, will never meet me, that will never even come to Scotland potentially because somebody is stoting about with a tattoo and somebody will say, who did that for you? Yeah, that's amazing. And God knows who or where. I mean, one of my really good friends lives in Australia and apparently I am very much definitely going to get a lot of work if I go, or in his words, when I go over. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to nip over to Australia. That's that's a thing. (laughs) I could... will do yeah, but I believe, I uh, believe you will you <laughs> might be babysitting Indy for a couple of weeks Yay! if I do that right you get to Indy so, that's fine we can do that that's on record now actually there you go <laughs> podcast world <laughs> that's why you lured me here <laughs> <laughs> that's it like the connections you'll be making yeah and the opportunities that will then allow you know allow yeah. you to I mean I've got friends in Switzerland now and I really want to go and do a, a a wee guest spot over there I've, mm. got, I've got a guy over in fact a guy just someone I chat to on Instagram every mm. now and again and he's in California as well and he we wound up chatting because we both love the band Tool and but yeah he like at one point that would be great you know yeah of just, course even just going and getting a tattoo maybe you can him. just um, you know take yourself away take your tattoo machine yeah and, and just do your thing legally I don't think I'd be able to tattoo from I don't I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't be able to tattoo for money over there because mm-hmm. then you're Working, working without a visa yeah yeah. but I, I think I'd probably be able to just do a tattoo and mm. not charge for it but it's the friendships it's the connections that you're making that even if it is just to go and enjoy yourself and have that downtime and have an experience Absolutely. you know and if it's the tattoos that are, are taking you there yeah Fantastic. and I mean even if it's just the absolute bullcrap that is the internet like oh look I'm over here doing a thing oh. and getting likes and followers and attention and <laughs> you know social media oh. but like you say like friends on Instagram that wasn't a thing you know and it's I'm not. I'm discovering the joy that is Instagram in terms of the podcast and you yeah. know people are sharing it and being lovely and saying nice things about it and you know and, and saying yes to come and doing the podcast that's great like I mean social media gets a bad I mean it's, it's, sometimes and I understand why yeah I mean, um, there's there's positives and negatives yeah. all the way across the board. So if you're, you're using it for good, if you're using it to use the power for good, totally. You've seen one of your tattoos on Instagram is always a good thing. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it, not that this that will been done by the time this has been out, but I mean, we're running this competition just now mm. on Instagram oh, so and Facebook. Day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's that's I mean, it, to try and do anything like that, just for the the attention. I mean, what, back in back in the day. 
um, you would never have that avenue available no, to you. If you wanted no. to advertise, you'd put you'd pay a magazine or a paper to put your your stuff there, yeah. or maybe even put posters around the town centre, or get get some. <laughs> I don't know, poor soul to go and stand in a street corner and hand out flyers. Yeah, that's very true. You know, I mean, it was all very physical thing that mm. had to be looked at. Yeah. Um, whereas now it's just you just fire on a phone to people and stick it in a story, hashtag something, and there it is. And crazy amounts of people can see it, and sometimes nobody can see it, depending on algorithms. But yeah, you know, true. I mean, it's that's something everybody's figuring out as it goes along. It mm-hmm. changes every day. So, but. We have a great response online, you know, everybody's really, again, really... podcast action here. Oh, God damn it, I'm getting a cuddle. <laughs> Chair hugs are a thing. Thanks, pal. <laughs> oh, and you're Don't. just bro. You are. You're beautiful. <laughs> I, I've asked this question before to other people and they're like, oh, I'm loath to give advice. But if you could give one piece of advice to someone who is doodling mm-hmm. <laughs> and is dreaming of the possibility of becoming a tattoo artist is there any one nugget of advice that you would give however small nuggetish um <laughs> just draw lots mm. always be or or design i mean it's I, w- I would say that there's a lot of artists out there now even full proper full-time artist like uh-huh. tattoo artists that photoshop their stuff together but they already know how to tattoo, so they are putting st- they're shorthand in the version of what they can do with a machine by cobbling stuff together that makes sense to them. And I mean, I'm not saying they're just plopping th- some folk plop things together, mm. but you know, there are a lot of them that um, blend it all and Thank you know you. sometimes even draw a wee bit on it and stuff like that. You know, yeah. so they manipulate the art that way. But if you're just getting into the industry, you need to be able to get that machine and your hand to do what it has to do. And to me, a huge helpful tool and a, a really important thing to keep doing is just physically draw uh-huh. pen to paper, even if it's an Apple Pencil to the iPad, you're still getting that movement working. Yeah. But I would say that for me, certainly the most important thing is pencil on paper or pen on paper because that technique is as similar to actually tattooing yeah. as possible. But I mean, that and just being a friendly human, talking to folk, you know, even if it's just commenting and don't spam folk with messages begging for jobs, but comment on their work and say, hmm. you know, I'm interested yeah. in getting into check my page out. Hmm. Things like you know, I mean again social media, Jesus of course, like yes. there's a way in I guess. Use everything be. you can, but don't bug folk about no. wanting a job. I mean I've had some right cheeky requests, you know, can like imagine. can you give me any advice? And I've I've sent a really big chunk of like message back saying uh-huh. here's what I'm doing this and explaining you know helpful things and it, the last one for example that did that, that um, waited about three days read it and then never even replied and I was like wow yeah so that's going to wow. get you far yeah that mm-hmm. yeah. use your loaf people yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> like I'm going at my way to help you and, yeah you know yeah now I'm get, I feel like it's dying a fire that's no yeah that's not no so way. I mean it's just yeah, so just be just get be just open get, and be yeah. open to criticism as much mm. because you know t- yeah folk are maybe just gonna go that's a pile of crap don't bother me again hmm. that's fine do you know what it's not for everybody again like I was saying with my art back in school people are gonna look at stuff and go eh even if it's amazing other mm-hmm. folk will look at it and go oh my god that is the best thing I've ever seen yeah you know, I mean, it's completely it's, subjective. I guess it's meant to make you feel something. Yeah. Art, you know, it's... And if one person doesn't like it, show it to somebody else. That's okay. You know, somebody... Yes. And if nobody likes it, maybe then 
start changing it, you know, start uh-huh. working harder. Look at tattoos online, look at artwork that is actually getting done and try and even just try and mimic that. I still do that. Mm-hmm. I go through phases, I pick an artist and I'm like, God, I love that work. Oh my, that's so inspiring. And I sit and I, I personally draw my own version of what they've done. Cool. And I personally learn, again, problem solving. How do they do mm. that? How do they make that work? How does that shade and affect that spit? And how does that line make mm. that stand out more? And that's what, to me, that problem solving pushes me further down the line. So I feel it helps me and it certainly keeps me interested in the art and it keeps me interested in the job. Yeah. This job yeah. will never be dead to me because I just keep finding new stuff to do. That's perfect advice. <laughs> That's awesome advice. There you go, people. Free advice. Now everybody's going to be a tattoo Jillian Badger. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I doubt th- it. there's nobody di- rivaling <laughs> Jillian Badger. That's oh, for sure. That's no, not true. I'm <laughs> mediocre at best. A way, this, a way. So. But there's a million people out there would say otherwise who are walking about with works of art on their bodies and telling stories of how it came about Uh, it's probably more about my banter than anything but (laughs) your banter is good to be fair (laughs) well talking about the banter I've got a quick round of some random questions go for it and I've picked out a few just just for you so first one would be window seat or aisle seat window oh you're right in there go for pee before you go so you don't need to get up Nice. If you need a nap, you've got it. All the advice here. Yeah. When to see it is. Mm-hmm. You were right in there. Nobody well climbs past you. True. Very Nobody true. Nobody gets in my face. Just get a mm-hmm. pee in before and you're all good to go. That's <laughs> it. Do you have a lucky number and if so, why um, is it lucky? I wouldn't say a lucky one, no. I've got numbers that I like. All right, okay. Um, is that to, to tattoo or just generally? Well, just ob- like obviously 13 is good for yes, the tattooing. It is. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's a very traditional number. Mm. Um, funnily enough, I like 23. I like the, the movie, the number 23 with Jim Carrey. Excellent oh. movie. And since I watched that, it's like, wow. That Watch the movie. Okay, I've never it's seen it. No. Fascinating. I'll not bore you with details, but the number 23 is actually spooky. Numbers in general creep me out. Like, mm. See some of these math things where the numbers, like if you do 1, 2, 3, 4... Times eight, it comes out forty-two. All this kind of stuff oh, is wow. just creepy. And the nine times table you. when I was wee, even the nine times table freaked me out. Yes, because it's mirrored. Yes, it's mirrored. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I try and leave numbers alone because art's much more interesting. <laughs> that side of my brain doesn't function very well. So when creepy <laughs> things happen to maths, it's just like witchcraft. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have a lucky number because I don't. I, I think numbers are a bit creepy. So, <laughs> a ninety-nine or a nugget wafer. Ninety-nine. Cool. Um, what makes you cringe? Oh God, so much. Humans, <laughs> lots of humans, hundreds of them. Um, Instagram models, quite a lot of them. Mm. Yeah. Here's my bum next to a fence. Here's my bum next to a puppy. Here's my bum next to cereal. Oh, oh okay. dear. That's, thanks for sharing. <laughs> that is not the, the look great at, look, at, look at art, not Instagram models. Unfollow those people and look at art. Yes. <laughs> Use your screen as a window to something other than people's bums. That is excellent advice, <laughs> Jillian. That's going to be the quote for the podcast, I feel. <laughs> What's a moment in your past that you would want to relive again? Oh. Oh. Um, maybe the... Yeah, I think um, the the music festival I went to the Aftershock music festival I went to in California because I saw so many excellent bands I was there by myself so nobody was chatting to me and 
distracting, distracting me from, from my favourite bands. <laughs> I saw Tool and Primus and Chevelle and Corn and amazing. Oh, so many good bands. Pussifer, Ghost. I saw Ghost twice that weekend because they, really? they were playing the night I landed in LA and I wow. changed my flight so I could stay in LA. Met an awesome guy called Gary Taylor who's mm-hmm. a drummer for an old band called Tank. Um, from he's from Blackpool, lived in London, and I went up sitting chatting to him in a bar and <laughs> in LA, and just then went to this gig in the Wiltern Theatre, which is this old theatre, and then the next morning with a scalding hangover, flew up to California, Sacramento, um, had two days at this festival, had a great time, and then just flew myself home. And Dylan, you make me feel not cool at all. It was You're a like time. The coolest it was trick a ever. good time. You know, I mean, like just <laughs> that is just a cool story. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> and bought, I went to live. Bought nothing but just sat and kept all my money until I had like and just spent it on travel. Amazing. So much more fun. That sounds like I'm a and gig tickets. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> and pizza. It, Always, yeah, always life. It, well, I'll, I'll I'll just make up a question right now. Okay, what is your go to pizza topping? Just mushrooms, mm-hmm. chilies if they have it, dried or fresh, preferably dried because they're spicier, mm-hmm. and hot sauce. Nice. I love hot sauce. I'm taking the, the Gabby Vasquez art on mm-hmm. Instagram, um, and her husband bought me some, t- it's called Tears of Joy hot sauce from Austin when they were just in the States there. Okay. It's, it feels like my tongue has been tattooed. It's so good. <laughs> my boyfriend gave me a kiss like half an hour after I had some of the pizza, and he was like, oh my God, my face is burning. <laughs> that is like, yes. serious hot sauce. Yeah, it's good. So mm. yeah, mushroom, spicy, spicy mushroom pizza. You've just inspired a new Bron the Brave question. You know? Oh, yeah. that's going on the list. Nice. And lastly, um, what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase? Oof. I'm partial to wee. A wee. A wee wee. Um, I'll say wee on just about every sentence that comes out my face. So, <laughs> you know, purely by numbers, I would say that that's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite like brossom. Brossom. Mm. Nice. It's a made-up Scottish word of a fashion, but I suppose all words are made up, you know. Mm. But it's a more modern twist on a traditional I Scottish like, word. You so like the, the podcast there, the Bra and the Brave. See? Yeah, the Brossom and the Brave. I like it. For a, for a side project. <laughs> and to be fair, you are a very Brossom person. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that compliment. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like a lot. I, I, it's a bit on the spot. There's a few that I like. I quite like Tuchter just because it's a good mm. word. I mean, my, my boyfriend's um, English from Carlisle's mm-hmm. Oak kind of places, but um, he's he's learning a few interesting little right. Scottish terms. Yes. He came home the other day and says to me, if I was to tell you I've planked something somewhere, what would you think I was meaning? Because <laughs> that's just not a thing that... Ha- and you don't right. realise, so yeah. I was like, yeah, it just means it's away, you've put it away, you've uh-huh. hid it somewhere, and he's like... See, I, and I was like, yeah, it's just a Scottish it's thing, apparently. A Scottish, but you don't realise it's a Scottish thing until somebody points it out to you. True, so. true. That is very true, actually. Yeah, we, it's just words to us. That's just normal mm. banter, so. I like yeah. the banter. The banter. Oh, the banter. And I've enjoyed your banter today. Thank it's you been very great. much. And you're yours. an absolute star. And I wish you all the best. <laughs> and you. With all your travels. I'm looking forward to hearing this and back I, and I'm cringing. Looking... That's, what's crin- that's what makes me cringe, hearing oh. my voice recorded. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> Not as much as I am oh. cringed out by my dulcet tones. Indy is now sitting right behind me, looking very regal, I have mm-hmm. to say. Well done, Indy. Look at your face. You're so beautiful. <laughs> and he knows it. <laughs>
look at your face. <laughs> <laughs> and on that done. note, thank you so much for doing this, Jillian Badger. Thank you, you for are awesome having me. Pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Braw and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.